Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. I'm in Canada. It's still winter time. Yes, folks, we still have snow on the ground up north, but you know what? Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with another beautiful day. We're gonna be talking about loneliness, talking about brothers and sisters coming together to come alongside one another, finding someone that you can connect with and bond as a brother or as a sister in Christ so that you can walk the walk that God's called you to walk. Stay tuned, folks. I need it. You need it. We all need this one. Okay, folks, I am back. So I am chilling out, relaxing in my favorite spot, of course, right by the water. No water is moving at all. Snow outside. Beautiful day, though. Just want to share something with you. Um, as I've mentioned before in past podcasts, I belong to a group of men. Uh, we meet every Wednesday morning. It's amazing. We get together. Songs are being sung. Words have been spoken from the Lord, prophetic words, encouragement, strengthening, prayer, fellowship time, talking and learning about one another. It's a great time for us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, in this recent one that we had, the Holy Spirit showed me a passage of scripture that perfectly came in line with what we were dealing with. And it was really amazing. Uh, one thing that Holy Spirit does for me is he shows me a vision. And it'll just be a simple vision, but then I'll be able to find the scripture that goes with that vision to strengthen whoever it is, to come alongside whoever it is, or even just to strengthen me as well. So it's a wonderful thing. It's all about expecting the unexpected. Expect God to do something each day. Wake up every day. Holy Spirit, I know I myself need to do this more often because I slack off and don't do this as well. But keep in mind to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, guide me today. Show me someone I can help. Show me something in me that I need to change. Give me a word from your word to help me in my daily walk for you. There's so many things. And you know, like I've said in the past, folks, don't forget to read John 3, 16 and 17. Don't forget to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7 about love. Get those scriptures in your spirit, man, in your heart, in your mind. That way you'll always remember to say those every day. So with that being said, that's enough of that. Thanks for tuning in as always. Got some great stuff coming up here soon, as I always do say, uh, working on getting ready to start doing the two-minute, I might call them Bible study starters. I'm going to try to come up with a neat name for it, but Monday through Friday, starting in a couple weeks, I'm going to be posting a two-minute starter that's going to get you and I, of course, and me digging in the word. And that two-minute spill might just be I share one verse, say a couple words on it, and then encourage you to turn in there and study that. And you can leave comments. You can send me messages on what the Holy Spirit may have shown you so we all can grow together. So talking about this whole loneliness, companionship, as far as brothers and sisters in Christ, sisters coming along beside sisters, brothers coming along beside brothers to strengthen each other up for this walk that we're supposed to be on. 
is very important, folks. You know, being, you'll find that you'll be alienated sometimes. You know, being a follower of Jesus Christ will alienate you from the world. Many will think you're crazy. You know, people think we're crazy just because we believe in saving the unborn child. I mean, I remember, when did this stuff all change? I mean, I don't want to get on a political spill, but this isn't political. This is life. This is a child being born so that child can be able to do what you and I are doing in this world. Whatever call it has on God's life, they could be an inventor. They could be the next minister on the street corner. They could be someone who ends up starting a soup kitchen. They could be someone who ends up helping the needy, helping the veterans. Could be someone who joins the military, someone who's becoming a doctor or a nurse. But they never had that opportunity because they've been ripped out of the womb of a mother. And no, it's not a cell, a clump of cells. We don't pop balloons to find out if it's a boy or a girl based on a clump of cells. We base it on the fact that common sense tells us when a man and a woman get together and have sexual intercourse, we're grown-ups here, the, uh, the woman conceives a child. Man and woman come together, post to reproduce, God called us to reproduce, bingo, a baby is born. When two come together, a baby is born. It's a baby, it's a human. It has eyes, it has a heartbeat, we all know this. But yet we've got it to the point now where we've dumbed it down to make it sound like it's a clump of cells and you can rip this child out and nobody cares. And many people do care, of course, but I'm just saying, for example, certain people just don't think twice about it. And if you try to stand up for the unborn child, then they'll throw in your face, well, you were in the military. Don't you care about military people? It's like, of course I do. I love my military brothers and sisters. But you know what? They had a choice to join the military. Baby doesn't have a choice. You know, who am I to be sitting here alive, breathing fresh air, and not give another person a chance to have a life and do the same? So we got to be careful, folks. Be praying for the unborn child. Be praying for wisdom. Be praying for the parents. Be praying for the mothers who are in these situations. Pray, pray, pray. Step out and do, do, do. It's time. That's my commercial spill. Boy, that was a rant. So anyway, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Life is good. I want to share a passage of scripture with you because this also pertains even to that mother who doesn't know what to do, whether to raise the child or have an abortion. If no one comes alongside her to strengthen her up and to help her in the right direction, she's lost. And of course she's going to have an abortion. It's confusing. Yes, I get it. I know there's a bigger picture. No, I shouldn't say there's a bigger picture. The bigger picture is a child's life being taken being murdered, killed, however you want to call it, it ends the child's life before the child has a chance to put his feet on the ground and have a life. But anyway, the bottom line is people need to come alongside them. It's just like Coach Dave's wife told me. Everybody needs to go to an abortion clinic and sit there for a day and just experience what it feels like. And uh, very important. And we'll definitely have to do a podcast with some folks on abortion and... Uh, sanctity of life and so forth. Okay, so with that being said, I'm going to be reading out of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And the Holy Spirit gave me this the other day, and I'm going to tell you a funny story of how this all came about. So we've got a lot of snow and ice up here, 
this particular day, sometimes you'll get an icy driveway, and what'll happen is your vehicles literally will slide backwards on the ice with no one in them because of the, you know, the incline or the decline of your driveway. So three of us were sitting in, in the building waiting for the other guys to come in at our uh, prayer meeting. So we look outside and all of a sudden we see the truck rolling back and the two guys are behind the truck holding onto the tailgate as the whole thing is sliding towards them and they're sliding as well on the ice until they got to the portion of the driveway where it was dry and the truck stopped. And it wasn't fast, it was gradually, slowly moving. There's nothing anybody could do but hang on to the back of that truck as the truck slid towards them. They were also sliding down the driveway until it stopped. So I ran outside. And of course, the driveway's icy. I had to slide down to get to the truck. And then I grabbed the gentleman's hand, grabbed the other brother's hand, and slowly we pushed each other up the driveway. And then one would get ahead, reach out, grab the next one, bring him forward. And then when I was the last person, one of my brothers reached out his hand and grabbed my hand and pulled me up the driveway while the other one was hanging onto the banister holding him. So the three of us made it up together as a team. So immediately, as soon as my brother helped me up, immediately the Holy Spirit reminded me of a passage of scripture that quite a few of you already know this one. I know Judy Armstrong, you know this one. I remember from years ago, we uh, printed it in your girls group. And uh, this passage of scripture is for all of us to remember. And I'll, I'll share some more here in a second. So Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through 13 or through 12. Two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but lying close to, I'm sorry, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And I read that out of the New Living Translation. And once again, that's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And how powerful a passage of Scripture that is. Because, first of all, two are better than one. If you have a like-minded brother in Christ, or if you're a female and you have a like-minded sister, or your husband or your wife, when the two of you are together, you can conquer anything especially as a follower of Jesus Christ, because one can remind the, the other one, hey, listen, honey, you know, it's like when my wife and I do our quiet time, we sit back, we read the word, we discuss the word. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will give one of us a word for the other person or for each other as a married couple. And one person may be thinking of something and the other one may read a passage of scripture that pertains to that. And then it opens a discussion and encourages and strengthens one another. Or I have a couple of brothers in Christ who we can, we're continually checking on each other. One brother uh, that I have, I go try to visit them once a week. And it's one of those things where it's like, hey, what you up to tonight? 
come on over. You know, his wife's an amazing cook and she loves to cook. You know who I'm talking about, but we sit back, we enjoy a meal together, we have fellowship, we talk about what's going on in our lives, we talk about ministry, but it's not just about God this, God that, we talk about our lives. We ask one another, hey, how's things going with you? How'd this happen? How's that going? And you check on each other, and that's the way it should be. Will you have 20 of these people in your life? No, of course not. But I tell you what, you have one or two of these folks or even three or four, you check on one another, it's not just a one-sided thing, and you just strengthen each other. When you hear something's going on, you can tell. The Holy Spirit sometimes will show you that something's going on in that brother or sister's life, that when you're talking to them, you can say, hey, what's going on? What's really going on? And you take the time to sit down with them and actually talk about what it might be. Uh, so, strengthening one another. Life is lonely. Life can be lonely. You all know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. I've been there. My wife's been there. We've all been there where sometimes you just feel like you're alone, but then you get around someone who strengthens you. God puts that person in your life that just helps you with the situation you're in because they start talking about the situation they're in. Or you may vent on them and say, listen, man, I'm having a really hard time. I'm running this ministry. All people want to do is take, take, take from me. And I don't have anybody to come alongside me. Well, hey, guess what? I'm ready to come alongside you because the Lord showed me I need to come to you and talk to you about what you're doing or whatever it is, you know. This whole Christian life, the whole Christian walk, it's about coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ and worshiping the Lord, but it's also about coming together and teaming up and getting out here and showing the love to the lost and the hurting and the suffering, the lonely ones, you know, the nursing homes. We're going to be talking about nursing homes this year because uh, my wife's a nurse. And uh, I know I can get into nursing homes and sit down and read the word. If you have a nursing home near you folks, I'm telling you, remember, many people who go to a nursing home never come out. We're always worried about sharing the gospel with the elderly or with the, with the younger generation. But what about the older folks who are in nursing homes that never come out, who might not have many visitors, who don't hear the word of God or maybe never have heard it? That's another open door and another opportunity, and that's another rabbit trail. But the bottom line is coming together as twos. You know, even Jesus sent them out two by two to go and share the good news, to heal those who are oppressed by the devil, and to get out there and show the love of Jesus Christ and miracle signs and wonders followed them as they went out together in pairs because if someone said to you hey get to get out of here Christian we don't want you around here you get beat up enough alone you're going to want to wallow in self-pity. You're going to want to just give up. But when you have another brother with you or females, if you have another sister with you, you can strengthen each other and say, hey, listen, come on, let's go. Remember what God's word said. We are, we're conquerors. We're more than conquerors. We can get out here and we can stand on the word of God and we can share the gospel and we can love on people and we can do these amazing things through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's very important. And so for lonely folks out there, I just want to share this with you. Let somebody know. It's very important. Do not go through this walk alone. And nobody should be alone. But, hey, this is life. You know, we know how it is. Uh, people get forgotten easily. 
You know, sometimes we get so worried about staying in our little groups that we forget about what's going on in the world. And the world has a lot of hurting people and we need to stop dropping the ball. And you've heard it a lot. There's many people getting on, just like me, getting on social media and using social media to share the word of God with people who are sitting right in their homes with their phones and they're lonely and no one's coming to them and sharing the good news or sharing hope with them. And that's really important. And if you look on Facebook or, you know, even on Pinterest, I started putting my podcast on Pinterest and getting my website set up so that I can reach as many people as I can. But there's different ministers. There's a minister I'm connected with now that he gets on and does a live at five, five o'clock every day. I think it's five days a week. He gets on and he does a live message to reach people. He felt the Lord called him out to start doing that and sharing the, the good news on social media. And that's so important, but no one should be lonely. You know, if you find out, let's say, for example, you're a part of a church and I'm, and remember the church is the people, the ecclesia, the people are the body of Christ, the church, the building is the building. We'll call it a worship center. If you're a part of a worship center and you're lonely, you need to make that a priority to go in there and let your pastor know or somebody know I'm lonely. I need someone to come alongside me. I need discipleship or something. Don't sit in these places alone. Don't sit at home alone. If you know someone that you feel comfortable around, tell them you're lonely because this passage of scripture, it, it tells you straight up two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. It's very important. So if you want to succeed, get around someone, not just anyone. Pray, Lord, show me someone who is like-minded like me that's going to come alongside me that we can both sharpen each other, iron sharpening iron. I'll check on them. They'll check on me. You know, evaluate your life. I've mentioned this before. Evaluate your friendships. I learned a valuable lesson last year. I, I evaluated my friendships. I stopped making phone calls. And come to find out a lot of the people that I was calling, if I didn't call them, they never called me back. And you're smiling right now because guess what? You're in the same boat I was in. It's a valuable lesson to learn. My dad went through it. He told me about it many years ago. I finally went through it. Another close friend of mine went through the same thing. Sometimes we get so caught up in the grabbing this thing and, hey, how you doing today? How's things going? What's going on? Hey, would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? And we don't realize that sometimes we're the initiator, always, always, constantly making those calls. I got a test for you this week. Do not call anyone that you normally call all the time and see if they call you back to check on you and vice versa. If you have someone that calls you and checks on you every week and puts and pours into you every week, and you have not contacted them in the last couple of weeks, you need to get on the phone and contact them and say, hey, I just want to let you know I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. I apologize for not being in touch with you as much as I should. I'm going to make that better and then really make it happen. But on the other note, if you're the person like I was that's calling these people and trying to help people all the time, uh, I wanted to help this one gentleman because he was getting older, he retired, and I wanted to get him out of the house. So I was trying to do stuff with him. There's another person that I was doing exercise with. This one I was doing this with, that one. Always trying to think of everybody else. As soon as I stopped making phone calls, crickets. 
you know, and it wasn't their fault. It was my fault because I was putting in an extra effort where I didn't need to. And you need to focus on people that will also pour into you and you pour into them. And as you two pour into each other, <clears throat> you're going to get out here and you're going to make a difference in the world, starting with your own town. Make a difference in your town, make a difference in your city and so forth step by step your neighborhood your town and go from there but come alongside someone if you have two or three because remember a triple braided cord is not easily broken if there's three of you together just like for us with this men's group um we have i think the total if we all showed up there's eight of us normally around six or seven of us show up every week but we get together and if the enemy tries to rear his ugly head in that meeting it's squashed immediately with the word of God. Some of us will get a word and we'll start tearing into the scripture and say, no, it says right here, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. So I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus and so forth. And you feel the love and you feel the strength and you look forward to that meeting. And one of the brothers, he pulls out his guitar and starts playing worship music. And we're just worshiping the Lord. And there's no time limit. Sometimes, I mean, these guys are businessmen. We'll get in this meeting and it starts at 730 and the next, you know, we're looking at our clocks and it's 10 o'clock already, but God makes the time for us and it's a blessing. And I'm praying that I will be praying that you folks can find a group like that. You know, whether it's a home group or some type of group that you can get together with and glean off each other, but also get together and say, guys, I'm hurting this week. I've fallen this week. I failed God this week. I just need someone to pray for me this week. I need someone to lay hands on me because I'm going through this, this, and this. Guys, I just, the Holy Spirit showed me that my brother right here, something's going on. Brother, you want to talk about it? Yes. And, you know, and you just go from there and it just builds each other up. That strength that you get when you walk out of there, it's powerful and it overflows and you just want to call and check on you. I had one brother, he actually... My phone called him as one of those bloopers, or I, as we call it, butt dialing, where the button was pushed. It called him up, and uh, he went to call me back. Well, my phone, I think I left it at the house or something. He tried to call me three times. He couldn't get through, so he went to my house to check on me. So by the time I found out he was trying to call me, it was a blessing. I was like, you went to my house to check on me? And he said, yeah, I did. I was worried about you. That's what it's all about. Find someone who cares about you enough to take the time out to go to your house if they're worried about you. And once you find that person, cherish that person. Thank God for that person. Pray for that person. Unite with that person. And then just go for it. Hey, we're together now. Let's do this, this, and this. Why don't we see what God's going to use us to do and reach other people? So I just want to share that, folks, this morning. I want you to be encouraged because... We're in a day and age now where if you don't realize it, you, you might want to start taking the time to read the book of Revelation. There's a lot going on right now in the world. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but at the same time, it's time to wake up and realize that we are in the end times. I mean, read about Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, we're, we're to the point now we're talking about a baby. You might say killing a baby who's on the table and we have the medical. We have enough medical knowledge and equipment and everything to help a baby survive 
but yet if the baby's born with parcel aborted and it didn't work out right and it got botched up and that baby's on the table, instead of saving that baby's life, we're gonna let it die. That's the kind of craziness that's going on right now. It's terrible. And if you say I love a baby and the unborn child has a right to live, people look at you and the first thing they wanna do is tell you the worst case scenario instead of saying, but what if the baby survives? It's a child. You're standing there breathing and looking at me right now. And I know I'm back on the abortion thing, but it's very important, folks. The world is going down fast. Pray for your countries, your nations. You know, if you're in the United States, pray for the president. Okay? Nothing but bashing and all this bashing and foolishness. We talk about division from previous presidents, and yet you look at the way it is right now, it's a mess. Catch a deep breath. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, a real follower of Jesus Christ, and not just carrying a Christian title, pray for the nation. Pray for the unborn child. Pray, folks. Very important. Come alongside some active people who are active, putting feet and boots on the ground and reaching people and doing something. It's time. Remember, one last thing. It's just like I said, I said it at my birthday party. I just had my 50th birthday party and I was sharing it with some wonderful people. And I said, you know what? I looked around and I saw people from all walks of life. I saw people from different denominations of churches. And I said, you know what? I said, that's one thing about the military because we were joking around about the army and the Marines. Of course, I was Air Force, but we had someone there from the army, someone there from the Marines. And I said, there's one thing about the military we have many different branches, and you can call us denominations. We have many different branches in the military. But when it's time to go to war and get the job done, we all come together and handle our business. Because if we didn't come together, we aren't getting hardly anything done. And that's a message to the body of Christ, to all the denominations out there. If we could get the denominations to come together as one, focus on Jesus Christ and him crucified and raised from the dead, and for us to be out there being the hands and feet of Jesus, can you imagine what we would accomplish if we all would just link arms and get over all the other stuff? That'd be amazing. It'd be powerful. Time to unite, folks. So with that being said... Two are better than one. Triple braided cord cannot be easily broken. Very important. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity this morning. I thank you for the words that you've given me through the Holy Spirit to share with the world. Heavenly Father, I know this abortion thing is heavy on me as well as many other people, Lord. We just pray for answers, for the guidance of the Holy Spirit to give us answers because millions and millions of children have been killed through abortion more than any other war, more than all the wars put together, more babies have been murdered. And it's just no big deal, which it really is a big deal to many. But to some, it's just like nothing. So, Lord, I pray right now, I ask for you to give me the wisdom, the strength to share the word of God with many. Lord, there's so many hurting out there. Heavenly Father, for the lonely ones out there right now, Pray right now for all the lonely people out there to have people to come alongside them, to strengthen them, to lift them up, to help them where they're at. Show them who their true friends really are, 
the true friends who are connected with them, to check on them, to love them, love them right where they're at. Lord, we ask that you just bless each and every individual out there listening to the sound of my voice or watching this video. We need help, Lord. Pray right now for you to heal our land, all countries, Lord, suffering, hurting, the scare tactics being used with the viruses and all this craziness going on. Lord, you know the end result. And as Jesus Christ saved us from sin, from eternity in hell, we thank you for blessing us with Jesus. Lord, we pray for folks to find out who they truly are in Christ and to find out what their calling really is so they can make a difference in this world because the world is hurting. Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity, as always, to reach out on the Internet and be a blessing. I just thank you for all these things, Lord, right now. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. There you have it, folks. Taking care of that, getting the podcast done. You know, I, uh, I can see where my heart is right now today, doing this podcast today. I'm a little scatterbrained, a little all over the place, but I'm just sharing from my heart, and that's the way it should be. You know, I should be able to talk to you folks and just share from my heart and uh, leave some comments, send me some messages, you know, whatever. Don't forget to check out the website, www.relevancefortoday.org. Check it out, folks. It's going to be awesome, doing amazing things. Excited. It's all for the glory of God. And it's all for you and for me so that we can be blessed, so we can be encouraged and strengthened. Take the time out for one another. And remember, share the word of God. Sit down, read the word of God with someone this week. With that being said, hey, God bless you all. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves. Peace.